everybody. Welcome back to Spoiler Reels. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to Spoiler Reels. I'm your host. You already know. My name is Angel. If you are new to the podcast, make sure you guys check out the other episodes that I previously recorded. Also, check out my Instagram page, uh, spoiler underscore reels. Of course, that's where I put all my content out there, and that's where you guys can message me if you guys can let me know uh, if you want me to review a certain movie or anything like that. I'm more than happy to. Uh, if you guys got to excuse me, I'm actually a bit under the weather right now, so if I sound a bit uh, not healthy, that's why. <laughs> uh, I'm still going through a... We're going through a little bit under the weather here, guys. So just bear with me on it. Um, but you know, show must go on. I I still want to do the, the the episodes and stuff like that, and record the podcast and all that. So, uh, do it for you guys, man. I do it so that I can, you know, get the info out there for you guys. So, uh, of course, you guys already uh, read the title of the film. So if you guys uh, we're interested in wanting to watch this film with no spoilers. Make sure you guys pause this episode, uh, check out the movie, and then come back and then see if you agree or disagree with my uh, review or my rating. And uh, again, spoilers everywhere, guys. I'm sure you guys know this by now. So, uh, with that being said, let's get started. <laughs> The Dark and the Wicked, directed by Brian Bertino. Uh, this one came out in November 6th of 2020. Uh, I don't know how this movie kind of went under the radar. I'm a huge fan of, of horror films. And this one came around pretty much in the pandemic but then again this one came out like towards the end of 2020 by that time i was already working again and everything like that so i didn't really uh, i guess that that's probably why i think if it had if it had come out early 2020 in like march april somewhere around there while we were on lockdown then yeah i probably would have been able to watch this one but this one got released at the end of the year so by that time i was already working and had to play catch up and all that crap so uh this film if you guys are interested in wanting to watch it uh i actually rented it on voodoo uh because uh if you have a premium subscription to prime video that's where you guys can actually watch it right there there and also shutter um you guys can uh if you have shutter and everything like that you guys can watch it there as well uh, but if not prime video you got to have the premium subscription to watch this one uh imdb gave it a 6.1 out of 10 and of course you guys know i'll give you guys my rating at the end of the uh review uh the uh overview is basically plagued by waking nightmares two siblings suspect that something evil is taking over their family at an isolated farmhouse the cast here real quick there's not too much of a uh, it's not a whole lot here uh marine ireland as louise Michael Michael Abbott as Michael, Ella Valentin as Young Girl, Charles Jonathan as the Wicked, Xander Berkeley as the Priest, Julie Oliver Touchstone as uh, the Mother, uh, Tom Nowicki as Charlie, 
Lynn Andrews as the nurse. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, like I said, there's not much of uh uh not much of a <laughs> of a huge cast in this film. It's all based in one spot. Uh this so it's a horror film, of course, guys. It's about an hour and thirty five minutes long. Get to the Wikipedia here. Uh let's see. So uh oh man, it doesn't show the, the budget. I was hoping it would show the budget, but it doesn't. But it did show uh, how much it made on the box office. And it only made about $422,000. So, uh, it says here that uh, it was originally scheduled to have its world premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival in April 2020. However, the festival was canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So, it was supposed to come out early in April. So and that was around where everything was shut down and everybody was quarantined. So that's probably why it didn't uh, garner a whole lot of money as far as the box office. Because even though it came out around November and kind of things were opening up a little bit, people still weren't going out at all or or anything like that. So that's probably why it it, uh, it didn't do too well in the box office. Uh, so I'm going to give you guys the plot real quick and then that's, it's not really much here. Um, and then after that, I'll just, I'm going to do what I did on the last episode where I'm just going to give the whole plot and then I just kind of break down certain scenes here and there and if I like it or not, and, or if it's uh, recommendable or not. All right, let's get to it here. So Louise and Michael are siblings who are brought back to the family farm in Texas when their father's illness, which keeps him uh bedridden bedridden and uncom uncommunicative <laughs> cared for uh by his wife and a nurse worsens. Uh their mother seems disturbed and expresses a desire for the children to leave. At night she hangs herself in the barn after cutting her off her own fingers in the kitchen. As time goes on, Louise and Michael start to understand what happened to their mother. The nurse confides in them that she heard her whispering to her to the father, but it seemed as if she was speaking not to him but some other presence. Michael finds their mother's diary, which describes her fears of an unnamed presence trying to to take the soul of her husband. The presence makes itself known to the siblings in an increasingly terrifying and deadly ways ultimately pushing Michael to a suicide after seeing his wife and daughters killed by the entity. Louise, traumatized by repeated interactions with the demonic presence, including the suicide of the nurse, remains with her father at the farm. As he dies, he is possessed by the presence, which in turn attacks Louise shortly after. And then the movie's over. That That's how it's about an hour and a half long. Of course, there's other scenes here and there. Uh, but Wikipedia, I think, just kind of wanted to give you like the rundown really quick. And I've heard of this film. I remember wanting to give it a shot too, and for some reason, it just kind of—I don't know why—I always pushed it back. And um, I don't know if it was that or the fact that I just um couldn't stream it anywhere, couldn't watch it anywhere. I had to like I had to rent it out and everything like that. And um, and then for some reason, I just completely forgot about it. I don't know why. 
And then uh, this past week, um, it was actually what's funny. It was like I think the the day after I got sick, uh, the last day when when I was healthy. <laughs> uh, I ended up watching it that night, and then the next day I ended up I don't know what happened. I ended up getting sick, but uh, I ended up watching this movie because so many people completely hyped it. They hyped it to the T, and uh i said you know what okay i'm gonna check it out because a lot of people are hyping it i I see a lot of the movie reviewers that i follow that i you know that i uh i listen to their stuff um i said you know what look i'm gonna go and and give it a shot check it out um it's a bit of a letdown in a way it's not it's look i i think it's a great film I, i don't you know it's a good film I wouldn't say great. It's a good film. I did enjoy it. I like you guys know I'm a huge horror fan. Uh so I wanted to watch it. I mean, I had the volume at at 100 at full full max. Uh I was watching it at night, the lights off cuz that's how you got to watch a horror movie. You got to watch it at the full experience, at least in my opinion. And uh and that's exactly what I did. Now, certain scenes did actually creep me out, like the one scene when she was the uh, when the Louise was taking a, a shower, and she hears these footsteps, not knowing who it is, thinking that maybe it's her brother or something. And then she, how she opens the curtains like like you know, <laughs> so fast and loud. It, it nobody really does that. Normally, people would just you know open up a little bit and take a peek. No, she opens the curtain full on and of course we see the father who was who was ill throughout the film on on bed basically on his deathbed and it's her father standing right in front of her and he has these like demonic eyes and whatnot and it's like his head starts moving all fast and whatnot and and it freaks her out rightfully so i mean i think anybody that would see something like that would definitely freak anybody out um the problem with me, I think, as this is is why I don't, and maybe I might have missed it, uh, but I'm trying to figure out why this de- demon is wanting that that father's soul so bad. I don't know if I might have skipped on it, or uh, I might, or I might have just went over my head to know why exactly they're after his soul, um, and whatnot, but. Um, that was another thing. I was like, why exactly are they, or is this demon really going after this father? And you guys can let me know in the comments below, guys. Like I said, I, I, you know, I, I'm not a pro at this shit. Like I've said, I'm just a regular movie reviewer. So, you know, uh, if you guys can let me know, maybe you guys might've caught it. I didn't maybe who knows guys, like, let me know on that as to why the demonic was so obsessed with wanting to have the father's soul uh and then of course uh the the scenes in this film as far as the horror goes the jump scares there it's some of them are very effective like as i mentioned that shower scene right there um that one scene where uh it's not a jump scare but the the visual of it was when the the mother um was cutting i think i believe carrots and she was cutting and cutting. All you hear is this is this creaking sound from uh from a chair on the you know like you know how people 
instead of lifting up the chair, they kind of drag it on the floor, and you can just hear that 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 loud noise. And that's exactly what she sees. She turns around, and all she sees is that the chair is right right behind her. And uh, and then all of a sudden, it happened again. She cuts it, and then all of a sudden, like she, I guess she's hearing voices and whatnot, to where she just chops her own fingers, and not just like by like, oh my god, oh shit, like. Oh fuck! I need a band aid, or or I need you know medical band aid. Jesus, <laughs> a medical <laughs> medical help. No, instead she's like once she chops them off and they're like off of her hand, she continues to chop them off piece by piece after that, and then all of a sudden she goes and hangs herself, and then the thing is is that the the, the Michael and Louise are wondering. Which I think a lot of us were when, when obviously not to us as a viewer because we know what's going on. The, the kids are the ones that are kind of oblivious to it. But uh, the, the next day they're like, "How the hell did she even got it? Got up there? Because she she hung herself in the, in the at the barn. And the barn, if you know, like they're pretty high. And this uh, for her to be able to get up and hang herself, they're wondering like, well, how did she get up or something? There was no chair." And or nothing like that, and of course the chair moves on its own. So I'm assuming that that where the entity got the chair, put it right there so she can hang herself, and then move the chair away, and then that's when she hung herself, and that's why there was no evidence of of uh, of a chair being there. Or you know, like normally when people hang themselves, they normally kick the chair off, and then that's when they start hanging. But there's no chair near her. Um, certain scenes like that. Uh, of course, I think the one big scene that I was tripping out on the most was when Michael had enough. He had enough. He was like, fuck this. Uh, he was saying, basically, he was telling Louise, save yourself. And because Louise, the next day she's waking up and she's like, what? Like, where are you? And like, she keeps calling Michael all day. And then all of a sudden, Michael ends, finally answers. And she, he's like, she's like, where the hell are you? And he's like, honestly. I've been driving all night. I, I want to go back to my family. They're a lost cause. Mom's gone. Dad's on its way out. Save yourself. There's some crazy shit going on in there. You need to save yourself. And uh, Luis is obviously like, like I can't fucking believe you left us hanging like this. We're family. You left us hanging. And he's like, look, I got a family to watch over. You know, like that family's dead. I have this other family now. Uh, you know, I gotta go to them, and then of course, when he gets there, there's this re old record song playing. You know, it's somewhat of a cliche. You know how normally when something bad has happened or is going to happen, they normally have this vinyl playing, vinyl record playing, and it's like this old song, and it, you don't hear anything besides that song. And uh, of course, once he gets closer, he sees that. Um, his family were killed or suicide attempted, I guess. And he was so, you know, this is that one scene where I was like, his reaction wasn't believable in a way. At least, like, when you, you know, when people, like, as soon as you walk up to the room and you see the dead bodies, you, you figure they'll be like, oh, my God, and, you know, like, crying or anything like that. No, instead, this shows the scene as, like, you know, we're seeing that we're seeing all the bodies and, and we don't hear the dad crying in the background or anything. We don't hear it until like the camera is uh, until the camera puts his face back on the camera. And they're like, oh, and then all of a sudden he starts crying. I was like, what kind of a reaction was this? 
And I was like, dude, your family's dead. But anyways, um, obviously he was crying so much. He said, fuck this. He's like, if they're gone, uh, I'm going with them. Grabs his knife, slits his fucking throat. And then once that throat's going, uh, once he slits it and he's like losing blood, he looks back at the table where the family was at and they're no longer there. The entity, the entity was fucking with him. He put the, he, um, uh, obviously it was a, uh, an illusion and, uh, and if they fucked with them and then of course the actual, his family actually came to the house and they're, they're, I think they went to like stores and they have groceries and stuff like that. And of course the mom, the mom sees the dad already bled out and dead and, and they freak out and then that's it. That's the end of the story for them. Because then it cuts back to the farm with Louise, and then of course uh, Louise is left. Louise and the nurse are left alone um, to basically figure out what what's next. Uh, you get the scene where the nurse, who the nurse who is a believer of God, the family is not. The family is actually uh, the family is uh, atheists. They don't believe in, which is kind of weird. Norm, I thought I always thought. I always thought normally, like people that live in the farm are big on on church and religion and all that. I thought I normally thought they were, but I guess there's a plot twist. So I'm assuming what did the did, did this entity wanted his soul because they weren't uh, they were atheists. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, and then of course the nurse was. A believer though but uh yeah she got she got screwed over uh which is crazy because she's the she was the believer and uh she got possessed by the by the ent entity and of course uh she's she's uh throughout the film when she's like kind of watching the the father she's knitting and she used those knit those knit those knits those picker things those needles and the entity forced her to stab herself through the eyes. Uh, um, she stabbed both of her eyes out and everything like that. And while she's walking, the blood comes like rolling down her face with a smile, thinking that it's like she's like reaching God or something. And then all of a sudden, she just falls down on her death. And I, I, the, the movie, even though it's a slow burn of a movie, because it really is a slow burn, it really is slow paced. But the visuals, I think, is what they were going for the most, is what they thought it would pan out, which it did. It really did. The visuals on this movie was fucking, it's insane. It's crazy. Another scene was when uh, uh, Michael, uh, when, while he, when he was there at the house to make sure that the parents were good, um, he looked outside his window and he saw that his mom was there. And his mom all of a sudden started floating. And he was like, what the fuck? And then, uh, of course, uh, as soon as he, like, turns around and then looks back at the window, she's gone. And all of a sudden, she's right behind him. And then that was that was the same scene in the in the in the uh, barn where she hung herself. Uh, he just sees uh, his his mom going towards him and everything and not believing it, because, I mean, why would you? Why? Why would he? You know, she's dead. And uh, but the closer she got, the more unsettling it got for uh, me, as, at least as a viewer, you know, and of course, he had no other choice but to 
put himself into a feeble position because he was just so scared and shook about it. And then, of course, she ends up leaving and whatnot. But uh, so scenes, certain scenes like that, I thought were great visual. I think it's just a bit too slow for me. Um, there's slow burns, as I mentioned, that are really good films. Even I don't, I don't care if they're slow burns, as long as the pacing is good and the story's good. This one, however, I think kind of backtracks a little bit, and it just, it's a little bit too slow for me. Um, visually the 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 entities like these jump scares the you know when the the people are getting possessed and all that and and everything like that great i love them and obviously the obviously that's what a lot of people go for horror movies it's the, it's the, the jump scares the thrills and all that stuff like that <clears throat> but this one uh this one i feel like it could have been a little bit better me personally i think it could have been a little bit better I did, like I said, I did enjoy the visuals. The, um, I think the, my, I think the best scene was when Michael went back home and, um, he had this, the entity put this illusion that they, the, his family had killed themselves. So he had no choice but to kill himself. And then once he slit his throat, he realized it was just an illusion. And so his family was, was alive all along. Um, and then another scene was also the priest. The, the priest that that I guess the mother had talked to before the before the kids had showed up, he had talked to them before and about what's going on and what uh, that they're in danger. I, again, I let me know in the comment section, guys, please let me know. Am I missing something here? Why is it that the entity is going after this family or or that dad himself is it because he's an atheist? Uh, did he do something? Did he sell his soul? Like, what was it that the that you know that they desperately had to get the father's soul? Uh, because it did eventually. Uh, yeah, and then the priest he 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 sounded like a drunk in a way, like a drunk when they first met him, when we first see him. And then the second time we see him is that he was possessed, and he kept telling the Michael, he's like, "Come outside, just come outside." He's like, "What the hell are you doing? It's three a.m." And the priest is like, just come outside. And then he's like, no, hell no. They put the flashlight on his face. And then he just kind of looks up and you can see that he's possessed. And then uh, and then he somehow just vanishes out of nowhere. And then, um, of course, the last scene to me was the, uh, the cherry on top, basically, that once the father gave his last breath, um, immediately the demon completely took over the body and immediately attacked uh attacked the uh, uh uh louise uh obviously killing louise in the process we don't see it uh it's off camera we just hear her screaming and then the movie ends what sucks for me about this too is that i get well i guess it doesn't really suck because i guess it's somewhat of a twist louise is somewhat the the hero of this film or the ones that we're or at least the ones that we're hoping for she survives and instead nobody fucking makes it i mean everybody's dead everybody dies i'm assuming even uh oh actually yeah i'm I'm actually thinking about it sorry guys it's it was a few days ago that i watched this this is why i tried doing the podcast right after i'm done with the movie so i'm not forgetful but i, I am a bit loopy i did take some medicine i am sick so bear with me on this 
Um, but yes, I actually do remember that Luis actually had called the pre the priest that they supposedly talked to. Turns out the priest had never been to Texas. He's like, "What are you talking about? I live in Chicago." And then he's like saying that, like, "Yeah, I don't live in Texas anymore," because he said something about his daughter being dead or whatever. So he had to move. So he moved to, to Chicago, and he's like, "I haven't been there in many, many, many years." And he's, she's like, wait, what are you talking about? You were just talking to us. So I was like, nope, that wasn't me. So the illusion that this en entity gives these two to, to mess with their heads is great. I think that's great. I think I, I like how I like how the, the those those kind of movies, the entities, the demons or whatever the hell, always giving the the um, putting illusions in front of the our main characters. I think is always great because it always gives some kind of plot twist to. Uh, throughout the film or it always gives you that oh shit it was you know in their head all along they were in their head all along and all this and that so i actually enjoyed that too uh like I, as i mentioned the visuals too as far as when the priest is done like come on outside and you just see like this long shot it's just him with his head down his hat you don't see his eyes until they put the flashlight on his face and then you see that his eyes are possessed um but yeah, uh, the, I mean, they don't hold back as far as as far as the the visuals, the gruesome of it, uh, uh, the uh, you know when the fingers were cut, uh, the the hanging, um, all all that stuff, and then at the very end, you know, it just sucks that Louise ends up getting killed at the very end, leaving no one alive. Both of the parents are gone. Both of the children are gone. The only one that's really alive outside of that circle is Michael's family. But Michael has Michael's family had nothing to do with this. In fact, we only see him in one scene, and that's when they show up, uh, coming to the to the uh, back home with groceries, finding Michael dead, basically. And that's it. I mean, nobody survives this. Not even the nurse, who is a God believer. Ends up getting killed. Now, how scary is that? That not even someone like her, who believes in God, who's very religious, out, out instead of like this family who are atheists, and even she gets fucking killed. You know, she gets. I mean, shut. She gets one of the worst, if anything. Like her getting stabbed with the knitting needles on her eyes and the blood like her walking like opening her hands as if it if it looks like uh as if it looks like she's like trying to reach out to god or something and then she just kind of falls on her falls flat on her death and I, it's shit like that that kind of creeps you out a little bit and so that i did like i think if it wasn't for the visuals if it wasn't for that twist at the end it kind of just says Fuck everybody. Everybody's dead no matter what. Is the reason why this movie holds up for me. The pacing, the story could have been a little bit more better, a little bit more clearer in my opinion. I wish that I wish that they could have gone with a different little story to go along with this. I think it would have been better. Or at least give us some reasons as to why these people are being possessed or why they're being threatened by this entity. I think it would have been a little bit better. Again, guys. Uh, you maybe you guys picked it up maybe i didn't maybe it just somehow i don't know maybe <laughs> i just i didn't pick up on it and then basically explained why they're being picked on but if you guys if you guys do know let me know on the comment section on instagram 
and, and uh, that way I, it will make more sense for me. But uh, well, all in all, guys, I think if the if pacing could have just been just a little bit faster, picked it up a little. It's only an hour and a half. You would have, I think, if the the pacing would have gone a little faster, maybe it would have been like an hour and fifteen. Who knows? But I think I think it could have been just done a little bit better as far as the story goes as well. But visually, the jump scares, the characters were not bad at all. So uh, let's get to my rating here, guys. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7. 7 out of 10, which is recommendable. Uh, and you guys can let me know what you guys think of this film. Have you guys seen it? Uh, what did you guys think about it? Uh, did you guys like the uh, visuals of it, the jump scares, uh, the story, the pacing? Let me know, guys. Uh, what What did you guys think of it? Again, uh, check out my uh, my Instagram page, spoiler underscore reels, and you guys can let me know there. You guys can message me there, whatever, um, all of that. So, uh, yeah, it is a recommendable film. I can I could see why. Uh, Horror fans love this film. Um, I, I'm just taking it down a, a, a notch a little bit. I am a horror fan, but I'm going to take it down a notch. Because um, a lot of people put this movie at a high praise. And maybe if I see it again a few more times, maybe I would enjoy it more and like it more. But watching it for the first time, as of right now, it's a 7 out of 10. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's, a, you know, people that review movies, uh, that rewatch movies, they end up picking up certain things um, that they didn't on their first watch, and they end up liking it more or liking it less. So even though I'm giving you guys my rating, my ratings can always change, guys, upon reviewing the films again. As of right now, uh, what is, what's today? April 19, 2022. As of right now, I'm giving The Dark and the Wicked a 7 out of 10. All right, guys, that is it for my review. Uh, I, again, I apologize. I'm I'm a bit sick right now, a bit loopy right now with the medicine and everything like that. But yeah, you guys, let me know what you guys think of this of this film, and uh, let me know in the comment section or message me on uh, on Instagram. So, uh, all right, guys, that's it. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening in, tuning in, and I will catch you guys on the next episode.